to him who loved us, washed us in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to God. Our Father, grace and peace be to you. Jeremiah 23, 5 through 8. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A, a king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the north country and from all the countries where I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. In the name of the Christ child Jesus, whose name means Jehovah saves, dear fellow redeemed. As many of you know, I recently returned from a hunting trip in Wisconsin. I'm assuming this is Pastor Nelman. Um, having spent most of my life in a softer suburban environment, I gained a lot of wisdom from my uncle and cousins who have spent their entire lives turning a majestic forest creatures into burger and backstraps. For example, it's much easier to avoid detection if you hunt from a tree stand at least 10 feet off the ground. These days, they make a nice metal platform that you simply strap to the trunk of a tree to stand on. Before that, your selection of where you might hunt from was much more limited. You had to, you had to just find a good branch it had to be a branch in a tree on land that you had permission to hunt on. It had to be a branch that you could support your weight on. Or, not only would your hunt be unsuccessful, you might have ended up um, hurting yourself. And it had to be a branch that you could give you a good view from which you could clearly see the things coming and going as your quarry and get off a clean shot. That's a lot of boxes to check which one might imagine would be quite frustrating for a hunter. However, when we Christians are looking for these important things like support and perspective in this life, we need look no farther than to the Bethlehem manger to find what we need. And so it's imperative that not only hunters, not, not only hunters, but that you and I understand the importance in finding a good branch so that we might seek and find the promise to Christ, the power of his gospel and perspective he gives. May God help us to hear the message of his word and ponder it in our hearts this morning. This is the first Sunday in the season of Advent, a word which means coming. During the Advent season, we look forward in eager expectation to celebrating the birth of the Christ child. But we are by no means the first ones to eagerly look ahead to celebrating the birth of the Messiah. The prophet Jeremiah in our text writes, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. 
The prophet Jeremiah preached the word of the Lord to a divided kingdom of Israel, particularly to the people of the southern kingdom of Judah. These people pined for the glory days when David sat on the throne and Israel reigned in power and prosperity. All the while, they committed idolatry and worshipped false idols. As a result, the Lord was going to chastise them and allow them to be taken captive in Babylon. They had made their homes, placed their hopes, and focused their lives on bad branches. The weak branches of pride, the hollow branches of worldly pleasures, the brittle branches of Baal and Asherah that offered nothing except eventual destruction. Yet this section of Jeremiah contains the sweetest gospel promises that could have possibly been spoken. Because despite their disobedience, their wandering, and their arrogance, the Lord promised to send a branch of righteousness from David's line. The image of a tree being used to point people to the promised Savior occurs not only here, but in Isaiah 11.10. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand on a banner to the people. For the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. And Zechariah 3.8, For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch. David's family tree was extensive. But the whole purpose of that tree was to bring forth one branch in particular a branch of righteousness who would reign and judge in perfect holiness. This is a branch of promise, which is emphasized by Jeremiah twice, drawing attention to the source of his message in verses five and seven. That thus says the Lord, every promise is only as reliable as the person who gives it. If a human had promised this branch of righteousness, Israel and we would have every reason to doubt. But because God made it, we can be certain that this branch will not give way. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he shall lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and he will not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? So what does God promise to his people through the righteous branch? Firstly, he promises that we will not forsake his people to the Babylonians, but would return them to their promised homeland. Verse 6, in his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Verses 7 through 8, therefore, behold, these days are coming, says the Lord, that they shall no longer say, that the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives who brought up and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the north country and from all the countries where I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. The gold standard of God's faithfulness among the children of Israel was that he delivered them out of Egypt and brought them to the land of Canaan, just as he, is, as he had promised to Abraham. But this coming act of faithfulness was going to trump even that. When God's people made certain oaths, 
they would do so by the name of God, who they knew was alive and invested in their well-being, as evidenced by his care by saving them from Egypt, from Babylon, and from returning them home to dwell in safety in their, home, in their own land. But this was not the only promise here, nor is it the most powerful promise. The true core of God's gospel message spoken through Jeremiah is found in the simple words of verse 6. Now, this is his name by which he will be called. The Lord our righteousness. We are not righteous. We are not faithful. We are promise breakers, rebels, idolaters, and thankless people just like Israel. And yet 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. God's faithfulness is keeping his promise is not dependent on our faithfulness. And because of the promised branch, our righteousness is not dependent on our perfect obedience. Rather, it comes straight from he who is called Zedekiah, meaning the Lord, our righteousness, Emmanuel, meaning God with us, and Jesus, meaning Jehovah saves. Soon, if not already, you'll have nativity scenes in your homes and here at church. You'll be sending and receiving Christmas cards with the silhouette of a small infant nestled in hay. You'll be singing hymns like, O little child of Bethlehem, and what child is this? But don't be fooled. In this Christ child, in this promised branch of righteousness, our righteousness is power. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him, all of God's promises of grace and forgiveness for the condemned race of man are complete. God was certainly gracious in delivering Israel from Egypt. He was gracious in delivering Israel from Babylon. He was gracious in our lives as well, delivering us from all manner of worldly concerns and guiding us through numerous trials. But the greatest gift that God gives us, the greatest promise he has given and fulfilled is found in that branch from David's line, Jesus of Nazareth. No longer must we strive with the impossible task of earning salvation through our own righteousness, because in him, the righteousness of God becomes our very own. The perfect holiness and perfection that Jesus won for us on the cross now lays over us and supports under us. No other branch offers such powerful and support. Every other branch that man might contrive will give way, but this one will never so much as tremble. This branch then also gives us perspective for the Christmas season and for every day of our lives. The God who promised to send his only son and has brought it to pass in order to redeem us from sin and death, this same I am God gives us all sorts of other promises which are beyond any shadow of a doubt. Like in Isaiah 43.2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. John 14.14, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. 
Psalm 34, 17. When the righteousness, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. And even greater than the people in this life that he guarantees, Christ has promised to come again in everlasting deliverance. John 14, 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Jesus, the branch of David, was promised to come and win us a place in heaven. Now he promises that we will come again in glory to make good on his promise to take us from, to take us there in eternity. And so Advent is not only a time for us to look back on God's promises already fulfilled, but for us to look ahead to the promises that we know with 100% certainty he will uphold. Deliverance from earthly struggle and sorrow into joy of heaven with him forever. Long ago, a man sought the perfect picture of peace. Not finding one that satisfied, he announced the contest to produce this masterpiece. The challenge third the imagination of artists everywhere, and paintings arrived from far and wide. Finally, the great day of revelation arrived. The judges uncovered one peaceful scene after another, while the viewers clapped and cheered. The tensions grew. Only two pictures remained veiled. As the judge pulled the cover from one, a hush fell over the crowd. A mere smooth lake reflect reflected lacy green birches under the soft blush of the evening sky. Along the grassy shore, a flock of sheep grazed undisturbed. Surely this was the winner. The man with this vision uncovered the second painting himself and the crowd gasped in surprise. Could this be peace? A tumultuous waterfall cascaded down a rocky precipice The crowd could almost feel its cold, penetrating spray. Stormy gray clouds threatened to explode with lightning, wind, and rain. In the midst of the thundering noises and bitter chill, a spindly tree clung to the rocks at the edge of the falls. One of its branches reached out in front of the torrential waters as if foolishly seeking to experience its full power. A little bird had built a nest in the elbow of that branch. Content and undisturbed in her stormy surroundings, she rested on her eggs. With her eyes closed and her wings ready to cover her little ones, she manifested true peace. Dear Christian friends, it's not just birds that look for a good branch. It's not just hunters that look for a good branch. Everyone is looking for a branch that they can trust in, a branch they can a branch they can build on, a branch they can see clearly from. One cannot underestimate the importance of finding a good branch. And there is only one suited for that task. Acts 4:12. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ the child of Bethlehem, David's branch, our righteousness. In him and by his name, we have gained all things 
even our eternal salvation. May we rejoice this Advent season to know that God keeps his promises and will continue to do so until his final promise is kept and we rest securely with him forever in glory. In his name, amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our next hymn is hymn 55 in the Lutheran hymnal. 